coming up this week on On Call with Insignia. Startup life is not for the faint-hearted. Don't apply the circulator if the business is not having a heart attack. This is a real encouragement for all of us. Um, it's not just me, but um, I think it's a real validation of um, everyone, everyone's effort um, in, in driving home and, and trying to build a very sustainable, great tech startup. Hi, folks. Welcome back to On Call with Insignia, where we go on call with leaders innovating the future of Southeast Asia, as we like to call it, as innovation. I'm your host, Paolo Aquino. And we are here in today's episode with Caro's CFO, Ernest Chu. This is a continuation of last week's episode with Ernest. If you haven't yet, highly recommend checking that out first. Before we dive in, make sure you get notified on when to dial in by following us wherever you're listening to us. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, toss in a like, and let us know if you'd like to hear more of this topic in the comments. Let's tune in. And so Cairo has really established itself as, I, I would say, not just a leader in terms of its financials and growth, as a, in the auto real industry, but also in terms of even technological developments and really setting itself as a pioneer for how cars are, are bought and sold. So zooming out and looking forward, what economic and or technological developments will impact power the most, in your opinion, as it continues to scale its businesses? Firstly, for sure, EV is coming. But it doesn't always mean jumping on the bandwagon to sell EVs. We need to look at the opportunities and figure out where we can benefit and play to our strength. Without being too specific, we believe it's a tailwind for us. Secondly, we have always looked to AI, machine learning, automation, and more recently, generative AI too, in a lot of what we want to do. We like to do more, but it's important to, to know what they achieve. What is the business case? Do we need this? Is it simplified and optimized? I agree with what Elon Musk recently shared. If you are just digging a hole faster, then you are digging your own grave. Yeah, going back to that question of are you digging your grave or are you building skyscrapers, uh, as you mentioned earlier. Absolutely. Our last chat was at the tail end of 2021, uh, as I mentioned earlier, less than a year into your role at Caro. Two years on, how would you say your own role and your leadership approach has evolved since you joined? What has been the biggest thing that you've had to let go of or unlearn so far? Yeah, two, two years ago, I think I talked about uh, CFO being the chief future of officer. I think that is still true. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but it's incredibly important to develop good foresight, to anticipate what the plans and actions of today will mean tomorrow, even if we can't predict what the environment will be. I also think it's always important to learn, unlearn, and relearn that what got us here today won't always get us to where we want to be. Firstly, I've got to unlearn that revenue growth comes first, profits are secondary. To be frank, we have never really looked at growth at all expense anyway. But since last, mid last year, as storm clouds were gathering, I'm incredibly glad that we are amongst the first to pivot towards optimize for achieving positive data and profitability, whilst maintaining, as I said, strong, reasonable revenue growth. Today, we have achieved profitability. The keyword, as I said again, is balance. Going one extreme will be disastrous. I recently came across an article that talked about the rule of 40, which states that at scale, a company's revenue growth rate plus profitability margin should be equal to or greater than 40%. For instance, if revenue growth was 100%, profit margin was negative 20%. This rule of 40 states that it's a good IPO candidate. 
maybe this may work for other tech startups, but I fundamentally disagree with this approach. I think we need to have both growth and profitability to be sustainable and to achieve uh, what the company is meant to achieve. Uh, secondly, I'm learning that cash alone is king. No doubt cash is important, but I've found that it's actually liquidity and cash flows that are king. This includes cash plus all the bank lines and monetizable assets. Too much cash alone is poisoned, which can lead to wastage. Bank lines and monetizable assets, on the other hand, are harder to acquire and they are generally not free. Hence, require a conscious decision whether we want to draw or monetize. For me, to unlearn that all tasks are urgent and important, there is always a time for certain things and we don't always need to react. The right thing done at the wrong time is probably the wrong thing to do. Prioritization is key. We can still be quick and nimble on things that are no-brainers, but sometimes it's better to think about something, then respond or even choose not to. Yeah, a lot of great takeaways there for our audience and especially the third unlearning, which is definitely easier said than done, I'm sure, especially in this in the tech tech startup industry. As CFO for for cross-border company, multiple business units, multiple ancillaries, as we've discussed, you really hammered down the importance of not working in silos. And also, you also mentioned the fact that you have to really pay attention to everything that's happening, especially cash flow wise. Like you, you mentioned looking at things like a hawk and keeping your eyes on the money, so to speak. So how do you manage communications and alignment across all these different functions and businesses to ensure that the financial aspect of growth has paid its due in, in decision-making and maybe extending that a little bit further for entrepreneurs listening in, what can they do from early on in the life of their company to make sure that finance actually is at the front seat of growth and is not some back office that they only remember to, <laughs> that is there when, when they start to raise growth rounds? Yes. I think um, the finance and business will have to work hands in glove together to build a great company. As a result, all our business heads must understand their own PL and to a certain extent, their cash flows. Um, they will then understand the operating levers to improve their unit economics and the numbers to hit their respective KPIs. We ensure that everyone understands what, for instance, an e they are. it's not just about revenue growth or volume growth, growth, but what is the bottom line of their PNL? How do they make the business profitable and sustainable? They will need to know how much cash, for instance, is needed to build inventory and invest. At the end of the day, it's about alignment on measurable KPIs, which are often financially driven by positive EBITDA, which we are, we are enforcing uh, constantly across all markets. Yeah, that, that strong understanding and alignment really comes with really measurable goals and setting that across the organization. Going into more of a professional career development angle here, and I wanted to ask, again, since we do have a lot of finance professionals listening in, what's your top one-line advice for these folks looking to, you know, especially those who are in, in banking right now or in corporate and have just been listening in and marveling at the growth of some of these companies like Cairo and, and thinking about maybe jumping in and making their next career move to go into startups like your, uh, or venture-backed companies like yourself, right? What's your advice for these folks? Yeah. Commitment to stay the course. Startup life is not for the faint-hearted. Identify what the business needs and find a way to make a positive impact. Don't apply the defibrillator if the business is not having a heart attack. The other one is change K 
can be implemented quickly. But most important is aligning the oarsmen to go in a single direction. Yeah, going back to your third and learning about really not being too reactive and, and really being thoughtful about decision making and making sure everything is aligned. On that note, I wanted to get into a rapid fire round. We did this in the, the first call that we had, but I so I, so I changed up the questions. Uh, so it should be interesting for you as well. So some short and sweet answers will do. First is what superpower of any of your fellow C-level colleagues would you want to have? Of course, this must be my CEO. Rare to have a supercharged leader, very strategic with programming skills and strong networking skills. Of course, Aaron. <laughs> what digital technology or innovation excites you the most today? Automation and AI. But to be clear, it's always been interesting for me. Yeah, definitely all the more relevant, especially for Cairo. If you were invited to produce a Netflix series, what would be the title of the show? Unicorn. And I guess it's going to be about Cairo's journey. <laughs> Looking back now, what is a skill? It could be a soft skill or a hard skill. You believe you should have learned more back in your time as a student. More programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going back to that uh, superpower, which you just mentioned. Uh, if there's something you could automate in your job just by wishing for it, what aspect of your role would that be? Uh, closing our books and clearing audit, as well as fundraising. That's, that's quite a lot, definitely. <laughs> but, but definitely a, a lot more of the, 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 the tedious task of a finance, uh, but definitely necessary. If you could pick anyone alive or dead to be your 24-7 executive coach, who would it be? And maybe what would you want that person to, to teach you? Yeah, Warren Buffett. But I think he's beyond an investment professional. Uh, I think uh, we can all learn a lot on his uh, life philosophy. Anything, any, any one-liner from him that you particularly lean on to? Maybe uh, not wanting to paraphrase too much. If others worried and afraid, that's when you should take some risk. But the time to be cautious is when everyone is taking risk. The contrarian view, for sure. What's your favorite go-to destination in Southeast Asia apart from Singapore or what trip are you most looking forward to taking to taking in the region? Yeah, I generally like Indonesia. Indonesia, lots of things to do, eat, see, and experience. What's your favorite activity to de-stress? I like to build relationships. Talking to people powers me up. And then reading and constantly learning. That's great to hear since we're on a podcast. Speaking of reading, any book you've read recently or any go-to book that you'd like to recommend to our audience? Uh, I, I, I always say one of the most powerful books, and I strongly recommend this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. There's just a lot to learn around public speaking, getting people to understand and go with uh, what you want to, what you want to do. Yeah, and I really admire you, Ernest, for really being, I guess, more than most CFOs for startups, really being outspoken and really being able to communicate well what Caro in particular has, has been able to achieve and as well as coming on the show to, to talk about this whole journey so far. And I'm really excited to maybe have you on in the next year or so, maybe with even greater news to share. So on that note, thanks so much again, Ernest, for coming on the show and really diving deep with us into what's really behind this great balance of profitability and scale that Caro has achieved thus far and really wishing the, the best moving forward for yourself and the company. Thank you, Paolo. Um, this is a real encouragement for all of us. Um, it's not just me, but um, I think it's a real validation of um, everyone, everyone's effort um, in, in driving home and, and trying to build a very sustainable, great tech startup. And again, I don't say this lightly, you rarely hear these words strung together in a single sentence. 
Yeah. Looking forward to Unicorn, <laughs> the Netflix series. Thank you. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can produce that for us. Actually, yeah, I, that's the real reason why I asked this question. Maybe I get some good ideas for what to work on. But yeah, th- thank you once again, Ernest. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this call. Make sure you get notified on when to dial in by following us wherever you're listening to us. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, toss in a like, and let us know if you'd like to hear more of this topic in the comments. See you all in our next call.